Tumor Talks, a podcast about clinical cases in oncology, and we are your hosts. I'm Dr. Kathy Marshall, a medical oncologist. I'm Dr. Beatrice Wills, a medical oncologist and hematologist. And I'm Dr. Jonah Amata, an internal medicine resident physician. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Tumor Talks. Today, we have Dr. Mark Yarshwin, Associate Professor of Oncology at Johns Hopkins and one of the co-directors of the Liver Cancer Program here. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. Oh, thanks for having me, Kathy. So today, we're going to be talking about um, hepatocellular carcinoma. So can you start by just telling me about the epidemiology of the disease? Uh, yeah, certainly. So, um, you know, on, on the topic of hepatocellular carcinoma, uh, this is actually one of the fastest growing uh, causes of cancer death in the United States and around the world. Um, and that's because most uh, hepatocellular carcinoma arises in the setting of cirrhosis. So that 90% of patients with um, HCC have underlying cirrhosis that that led to the cancer in the first place. Um now, the, the cause of cirrhosis varies around the world. Um, in Asia, the most common cause of cirrhosis is hepatitis B. Um, in the United States, the most common cause of cirrhosis is hepatitis C. Um, although increasingly, we're seeing more and more uh, cirrhosis related to obesity, NASH, and NAFLD. And so that's uh, that, that increase is probably responsible for this rapid rise in HCC deaths that were experiencing now. Um, and the other thing that's gone up, unfortunately, is actually alcohol-related cirrhosis. Um, there was a big spike in, in alcohol intake uh, that a lot of people attribute to um, actually the sort of Great Recession of 2008, 2009. And there's this lag between cirrhosis and HCC. So we're just starting to see an uptick in HCC cases related to alcohol from over a decade ago. And, and actually, there's some new data that people are drinking more as a result of sort of the, the COVID pandemic. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if, unfortunately, we see another spike in a decade or so. So um, so just in summary, you know, rapidly rising cause of cancer deaths, it's um, expected to be the number three cause of cancer death um, uh, by 2040 uh, in the United States and, and mostly related to increasing risks of cirrhosis for whatever reason. So how is it diagnosed? Is there screening, especially for these high-risk populations? Yeah, great, great question. Um, you know, patients who have known cirrhosis, um, uh, there are recommendations that patients undergo regular screening with, with ultrasonography or MRIs. Um, but unfortunately, many people with cirrhosis don't know they have cirrhosis, um, you know, particularly people who have obesity. Obesity is very common, and most patients who are obese um, really have no idea that they're at risk for NASH or NAFLD, um, which is why, unfortunately, um, you know, it's it's very common, at least in my clinic, for patients to present with advanced stage disease. Um, screening is mostly restricted right now to patients who know that they have viral hepatitis uh, and cirrhosis. And then what do you do for initial workup and what imaging is is the most helpful? Yeah, so um, HCC is um, I think quite unique among cancers and that it, it's really the only cancer I can think of that can actually be diagnosed from a scan alone. Uh, you know, most cancers require a biopsy and pathologic evaluation. 
Um, for HCC, there is this um, system called the LIRADS uh, staging system where um, patients who have known cirrhosis um, who get a scan, um, either CT or an MRI, uh, with contrast, if the, the image has very classic features, um, uh, you know, this, this enhancement with delayed washout um, and, and the right tumor size, um, they can actually be diagnosed with HCC from the scan alone, um, and that's sufficient to start um, treatment. Now, um, the truth is, even with the best imaging modalities, um, we do occasionally get this wrong. There have been some studies that, you know, a single digit percentage of patients where the scans are classic for HCC. Um, actually, if you biopsy them, have something else. Um, uh, for example, cholangiocarcinoma, which is the second most common form of liver cancer. It does tend to look different, um, but can occasionally fool people, um, which is why I think even though it's great to have the option to start therapy based on a scan alone, um, in general, in my practice, we do try to biopsy patients, um, and uh, that also opens up the possibility of molecular testing, which you can't do in general without um, without tissue. Um, uh, there are other forms of rare liver cancer that we haven't talked about. So HCC is the most common. Um, so if you have, you know, cirrhosis, a classic-looking scan. Um, you know, the chance of HCC is, is extremely high. Um, there's cholangiocarcinoma, again, the second most common form of liver cancer, um, which accounts for about 5 to 10% of the liver cancer uh, that we see. And then there are other rare forms. There's a form of um, liver cancer called fibrolamellar HCC. Um, despite having HCC in the name, it has nothing to do with HCC. This is a totally different form of liver cancer that affects uh, mostly children and young adults who do not have underlying cirrhosis. Um, it has a very different appearance on scans um, and has a very classic uh, sort of driver alteration that you can find if you do molecular testing, this unique fusion, DNA JB1, PRK, ACA. Um, and, and I think all this is evolving quickly. That's great. So um, with this, with the staging mm -hmm. of HCC, we'll talk about this for a second before we get into pathology and molecular testing. Um, just for hepatocellular carcinoma, how, how is it staged and, and what are you doing for what's included in the staging? Yeah, great, great question. You know, I think there are multiple staging systems. I think in the world of HCC, the most common staging system used in clinical practice is actually the Barcelona staging system, not the sort of traditional TMN staging system that we use for a lot of different cancers. Um, the Barcelona staging system, um, you know, uh, I, I think has uh, has its strengths and weaknesses. It's it's really something that was designed in an era where um, the goal was liver transplantation and systemic options were limited. Um, but I think it provides a helpful framework. Um, essentially, it divides patients into early stage, intermediate stage, and advanced stage disease. Um, early stage disease, uh, in general, the goal is to cure them either through ablation or surgery or liver transplantation. Um, in general, intermediate stage disease are patients who have um, multiple lesions uh, in the liver alone, so no tumor leaving the liver. And in general, the standard of care for intermediate stage, um, again, the, the treatment follows directly from the stage. Um, in general, the, the treatment is local regional approaches like chemoembolization, where we Essentially, uh, interventional radiology goes into the liver and actually squirts chemo directly into the tumor. 
Um, I think intermediate stage is a very heterogeneous uh, population of patients. And um, now that we have more, um, uh, you know, sort of effective systemic therapies, um, the newest version of the Barcelona staging system in 2022 actually suggests that patients who have a lot of disease, um, even if it's confined to the liver, should do systemic therapy instead of local regional therapy. So that's been a real uh, paradigm shift for our field. Um, and then um, Barcelona stage C, those are the advanced stage patients, and those are patients who have cancer uh, HCC that has left the liver. Um, so either they have distant metastasis you know, to the lung or the bone or something like this, um, or the cancer has grown directly out of the liver uh, into the, the major vessel, into the portal vein, and those patients count as advanced stage disease because even though it's on the scan, it looks like it's all in the liver, when you have blood whooshing right by the tumor in the portal vein, that is really a systemic process. So you started to talk about the pathology findings and, and that you do try and get a biopsy on everybody to confirm the diagnosis. So what what type of histology is typically found? Um, well, you know, what, what you're really looking for uh, under the microscope is, is that this is not an, an adenocarcinoma, right? Because the differential diagnosis for a patient with a, a liver mass in the setting of cirrhosis, um, really the main thing you're worried about is that the patients could have cholangiocarcinoma, uh, which is an adenocarcinoma. And so, um, you know, looking for an abscess of sort of glandular features. Um, there are some classic uh, HCC markers that can be stained like a HEPPAR or um, most of these tumors are albumin uh, ish positive, et cetera. But um, HCC has a very classic appearance under the microscope. And um, really, it's also the absence of cholangio-like uh, features that, that you look for. Um, I do want to just mention very quickly that um, although I've talked about HCC and cholangio as being two different tumor types, um, there are these interesting cases of mixed HCC cholangiocarcinoma, um, which sounds very strange, I'm sure. Uh, to people who don't treat this cancer, but the thought is that these two cancers have a common uh, stem cell that can actually differentiate in, in either direction. And so about 5% of the time when you biopsy something that looks like HCC or looks, you know, a little bit unclear what it is, about 5% of the time you get the, the pathology back and there are features under the microscope of HCC, and then there are also features of cholangiocarcinoma. Um, and those are particularly challenging tumors. We sort of bounce back and forth between cholangio treatments and HCC treatments. So that's something that um, normally when I biopsy, that's actually one of the things I'm trying to rule out. Um, you know, when, when you have a classic imaging, classic story, uh, you're pretty confident that there's an HCC in there. What you're really trying to do is rule out cholangiocarcinoma features. And what about um, molecular testing or any biomarkers that are relevant to either diagnosis <clears throat> or following the disease? Yeah, so um, we haven't really talked about treatment yet, but um, HCC right now is unfortunately treated really as a sort of one-size-fits-all approach. Treatment decisions are mostly based on, um, you know, toxicity concerns or sort of patient uh, fitness for um, available therapies. Um, so what I mean to say is that they're really, at least right now, a standard of care. Um, it's extremely unlikely that you would find something by molecular testing uh, that you would ever change your therapy uh, based on. 
we don't tend to find actionable driver mutations uh, like HER2 or BRAF or any of these uh, sort of um, markers that uh, you know now are being considered for molecularly targeted therapies. Um, we do sometimes find uh, certain mutations like mutations in the Wnt beta catenin pathway. Um, there are drugs coming that target uh, this pathway, and so for um, those of us at major centers who have clinical trials, uh, it can be helpful to know uh, what the driver mutations are. But um, you know, for example. Um, a PDL1 expression, which is tested for many tumor types, um, does not appear to enrich for response to check one inhibitors, and all patients get check one inhibitors now pretty much uh, anyway. So um, it's unlikely to guide therapy. And you mentioned a lot of different types of doctors who are potentially involved in the care of these patients. Who should patients be referred to if they <laughs> when they get a diagnosis of HCC? Yeah, that's that's a good question. Um, you know, this is a, a very unusual cancer and the patients really have two problems. They, in general, have both cirrhosis and then they have cancer that came out of the cirrhosis. So they have two competing causes of, of uh, mortality. Um, and there actually are data now um, that patients with HCC have better outcomes if they're treated in a multidisciplinary cancer clinic. Um, and, and there's real outcomes data to, to show that this is important for our patients. And so my recommendation is this is a cancer that um, benefits from multidisciplinary evaluation. And um, whenever possible, these patients should come through a multidisciplinary clinic. So I, I don't know where you practice, but wherever you are, if you find one of these patients, I really recommend sending the patients to the multidisciplinary liver cancer clinic at your institution. If your institution doesn't have one, um, this is a tumor where it may make sense at least once to go to a sort of center of excellence to, to really uh, be evaluated in a multidisciplinary fashion. Um, the, the plan of care for these patients can be very complex. It's not uncommon in our clinic for patients to see hepatology, interventional radiology, radiation oncology, and medical oncology all in the same visit with a, a plan involving all of those specialties. Um, so um, uh, I think um, that that's the, the best plan of care if possible. Um, if not, I would say in general, uh, for patients who have very early stage disease, so a solitary small lesion, um, many times hepatology um, acts as kind of the, the champion of these patients, the quarterback of these patients. If patients have uh, more advanced stage disease in general, I would say medical oncology serves as more of the, the quarterback. Um, but again, multidisciplinary evaluation is, is appropriate when possible. Thank you so much for all of this on HCC and, and we look forward to having you back another time. Thanks for having me. This was great. So to recap, HCC mostly arises from cirrhosis and it is a cancer with the fastest growing rate of cancer-related death. Workup and diagnosis is usually through radiographic imaging with an MRI. And with classic fe features on imaging, it is graded via the LIRAD system. Sometimes we biopsy to ascertain further if it is HCC or cholangiocarcinoma. The most common types of cancer found in the liver include HCC followed by cholangiocarcinoma and other rare forms such as fibrolamellar HCC. Staging is usually done 
via the Barcelona staging system and treatment followed stage. There's not a lot of molecular markers seen in HCC and in general there are no targetable driver mutations, however there are some clinical trials that are underway. Important referrals include GI, medical oncology, radiation oncology, and IR. And importantly, there's data that shows that there are better outcomes whenever patients are referred to centers with multidisciplinary cancer care in HCC. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Tumor Talks. See you next time. A special thanks to Primo for recording and composing our background music. Tumor Talks is an independent podcast that does not represent the institutional views or opinions of our employers, Johns Hopkins Hospital, Memorial Sloan Kettering, or that of our guests. This podcast is created for medical education and should not be counted as medical advice.